0: Welcome to my Stop Fighting With Your Son podcast. If this is your first time here, I recorded four episodes especially for you to help you eliminate the fights right away and start connecting with your boy as soon as possible. Go to episodes 54 through 59. I have four boys of my own and I know better than anyone how much you want to have a good relationship with your boy and all the things that can come in your way. If you are a mom of boys, I am the coach for you. Let's go. Hey guys, how are you doing? Summer's over. Well, summer vacation, anyways, over. And kids are back to school. Are your kids back to school? How are you feeling? Actually, I have this episode today just for this time of year. And it will apply to other situations as well. But uh, listen on. If your kids are back at school, if you're a stay-at-home mom, or if you're part-time working, or if you're working, this will be very useful for you. Um, how was your weekend? Uh, my husband and I celebrated our 12th anniversary uh, this weekend, and we actually did fun things. Uh, we did two, two separate dates. In my head, they were all kind of celebrating the, the, the anniversary, and the first one, we did a salsa lesson, and I love salsa dancing. We <clears throat> I used to dance a lot in the clubs, and he said he would want to learn it. To dance with me, so I, I got us a lesson. We had some good dinner, um, and the second date we went, we played tennis, and I won. We f- we regularly play tennis, play games together, <clears throat> and this particular one I won, which is pretty rare because he's pretty good, and this is the second time I won with him, six two. I'm so I can't even believe it happened. Um, so that was awesome and then we just grabbed dinner at a beautiful, beautiful restaurant so yeah So, and we both agreed that we both get along a lot better than we even started out we work well together and we are pretty happy about that so I hope you are also having a, had a great weekend did you have a long weekend? because in Canada and US it was a long weekend but somewhere else it's probably not a long weekend So, moving on, so kids are back to school, and this episode was inspired by my own journey with emotions and food and coaching, and I thought it would be very helpful for you because, obviously, it was helpful for me. So, my logic is always, if it's helpful for me, I'm sure it'll be helpful for someone else as well. So, if you've been eating a lot lately, or drinking wine a lot lately, or... I don't know, maybe binging Netflix a lot lately. Um, This may be for you because I, as you know, I signed up for this program and I am losing my last 10 pounds or eight pounds and I've been in this program for a month. So I've been eating pretty clean, just kind of uh, working on my thoughts around food and all of a sudden it seemed to me uh, that it came out of nowhere. Here I am eating peanut butter. And you know how much I love peanut butter (laughs) from the previous episode. I love peanut butter. Here I am eating peanut butter. And just like spoons, a couple spoons of it, and I can't get enough. And it's like one night I ate some after dinner, second night, and I... I don't need it. My body doesn't need it. I don't want the extra weight. Like it just doesn't, I just don't need it, right? But I was eating it. And so as we, as we recommend as coaches and as my coach recommends, right, get curious. Instead of judging yourself about eating it and not being hard on yourself, you can get curious about why you're eating. So because I didn't want to be eating it, like it wasn't my plan, I don't need it. I, but I wanted it. So I ate it. Then I got curious. And the first time I got curious, I didn't have an answer for it. I was, I thought, Hmm, I wonder why I'm eating it. I didn't have any answer for it. So as I, the second night or or the third night, as I was eating the peanut butter and I kept asking myself that question sometimes like, Hmm, I wonder like, what is this all about? Like I was not wanting peanut butter before, not eating it and just totally great. And now all of a sudden I'm wanting it and I'm eating it and I almost can't stop myself or I don't want to stop myself, right? So the curiosity, all of a sudden the answer just came to me. And the answer came to me because I asked myself another question. I asked myself, what else is going on in my life? And all of a sudden it was clear to me because the answer was the kids are going back to school. And it's, it's exciting for a lot of parents because they'll get their time back they can you know they if you're a stay-at-home mom right you'll you'll have your time back the kids will be in school you don't have to do all the stuff you did with them in summer and a lot of is also some parents may be sad right that the kids are leaving they're moving on they're getting older all that stuff um and so for me As soon as I asked myself this question, what else is going on in my life? And the answer was the kids are going back to school. Uh, Then I saw all the emotions I was having about that. And those emotions were overwhelmed because I was thinking about all the things I would have to do um, during the school year for them, to prepare them, etc. A bit of anxiety about how it's going to go with homework with my oldest. So, overwhelm, anxiety, uh, and dread. Because, as a normal human being, and actually, I was a little bit surprised by this, because the dread came from this thought, I don't want to do this. I have four boys. I have to pack four lunches every day and make dinner and pick them up, blah, 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 right? All the things. And you know what? My feeling and thought is, I don't want to, my my feeling is dread because I don't want to do any of this stuff. And I think I was actually surprised by by it because as a grown-up, as a mom, we don't have an option to not do it. So we don't have an option to really pay attention to that. Like, we don't (laughs) have an option to, to to to, who are we going to whine to, right? So, and I was surprised. Like, you're right, you know, I have to pay attention to this. Like I And of course, it, it's totally understandable that I don't want to do this because of the way I'm thinking about it, right? It's a lot of work. It's, it's, it's going to be too much. I don't know what to pack for them. They won't want to eat it. I'll have to do homework with four of them after school, right? The way I was thinking about it, like no one will want to do this, right? If the way you're thinking about it is so dreadful. It's just such a... Big task, and it'll be hard, right so of course, of course, and even if i I think it 's totally understandable for us to feel like we don 't want to do it because it's in human nature, right, I think for us to have that buckling reaction like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, I have to do what you want me to do what i don 't want to do that because when we had kids it 's not like we said, oh, "You know what would be wonderful is for me to um pack lunches and do homework with the kids. No, we said, oh, I want a little baby. I want to have kids, right? It was more vague and more general, right? So now that we did that, now that we have kids, now we have to do all this other stuff for them. And it's not necessarily that we ever wanted to do that, right? We never said, I want to pack lunches and do homework with the kids. No. So I think it's totally understandable to have that compassion for ourselves and to have that reaction of dread. Like, I don't want to do that because I think if we give it space in our life, like I gave myself full permission and understanding that of course I don't want to do this. It's a lot of work and driving them as well, right? Then I was able to move on to problem solving, right? If I allow myself to be upset about it, if I allow myself to be overwhelmed and anxious and dreadful, then I can get over it. I can have my little tantrum in my head. Then I can go get over it and go into problem-solving mode. Okay, how am I gonna, if I don't want to do lunches, I can buy them lunch at school. Do I want to do that, right? Uh, And so on with each item, right? But Here's the whole point of the episode is that if I didn't get curious about why I was eating peanut butter, I would have still been uh, eating peanut butter, overeating, and not actually solving for how I'm feeling with actual solutions. Because guess what? The peanut butter was just a distraction for me. It wasn't even giving me any comfort. Because my, how can peanut butter solve for, for not wanting to do... The work, right? You can't. It's just simply a distraction from feeling really bad in the moment, right? And as soon as you're done eating the peanut butter, the fe- thoughts and feelings are still there, right? You you didn't really solve for the for the problem. So, this is what I I would love for you to consider is getting curious about why you are eating a little bit too much or drinking a little bit too much, because underneath all that, underneath that distraction, you will find out what's going on for you and then you can solve for that. Then you're like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed because this is too much. How do I solve for that, right? And I wrote down, I'm going to give you three solutions that you can apply to any of these problems. If you're going through the same thing, and I'm sure a lot of us moms are going through the same thing, right? We don't want to do lunches. We don't want to drive them. Sometimes we don't want to do homework, right? It's not all lo- lovely and easy, right? And on top of that, we have work, right? So I this is why I'm doing this episode. If you are feeling that way, then you have three options. Option number one, you can change your thought about it, right? For example, if my thought is I'll have to do lunches, I can change my thought and, and see if I can find the truth in it to I get to make lunches, right? Because if, if I always tell myself this, if someone else was doing this job and making lunches for my kids and taking care of them, wh- how would I feel? And my reaction, my own reaction to that is always, no, I want to be the one doing them. I'm their mom. I, They're my kids. I want to do this, right? So, <clears throat> and... If I, the the thought has to be something that actually works for you. You have to believe the thought, right? Because remember, your thought is what's creating that feeling of dread, right? I'll have to do lunches and I don't want to. That's the thought that's creating the dread. It's not the actual lunches, right? The lunches themselves can't make you feel anything. They're just lunches, right? You can have many different thoughts about lunches. You can think, oh my gosh, I made the best lunch for them. They're going to love it. Then you're gonna feel excited or wonderful, right? You can feel totally indifferent, like, oh yeah, lunches, right? Whatever, I'll just give them something, right? Just feel nothing, you just feel indifferent, like, what's the whole big deal about, right? <clears throat> you can feel um, uh, resolved, or you can about lunches. For example, you can feel, you can think, oh, I'm gonna buy them all the lunches at cool, done. You feel resolved. You don't. I don't have to think about them again. Done. Decision done. Right. Um, so, if if you are having uh, if you're overwhelmed by how much work you'll have to do, right, one option could be to change your thought. Right, and the way you know that that it worked is by how you're feeling. Right. If you want to feel better or you want to feel more loving or caring towards your kids, or, and you don't, you don't want to feel overwhelmed, maybe you want to feel um, <clears throat> organized, right? Then you can change your thought. Now, if that doesn't work, it's totally fine, right? Because the other option is to process the feelings. And this is, you'll have to do that anyway. I should have actually mentioned that. Before you change your thought... You have to, have to, have to. I mean, and you will, you'll have no option because you will be already feeling it. You'll have to process your feeling. And what that looks like is sitting with that feeling and allowing it in your body. And that could mean crying, which meant for me, as soon as I realized that I was going through all these emotions, through that I was, why I was eating the peanut butter and I realized the thoughts I was having, they really swoop, like, swept over my body, and I cried, and I felt sorry for myself, and I felt overwhelmed, and I felt the dread, and I cried, and that's how I process my emotion, right? How you process your emotion may not be crying, but it may be, um, maybe a heavy feeling in your body, maybe a slow or low feeling in your body, maybe it's, um, feeling heavy in your face or maybe it's anxiety and that maybe that's your heart racing really fast right and whatever that f- however you process that feeling the way you know that you'll process it is because the feeling will let go of you right and sometimes the feelings come in waves so if you are having these thoughts the common waves like Uh, this is too much, the overwhelm, then the feeling will also come back, right? So once you've processed it once and the feeling let go of you, then if it comes back again, then that's another wave, right? But the way you, as you practice, you will notice that the feeling kind of lets go of you and you sigh and you yawn and you feel better and then you move on to feeling better, right? You you can see this a lot in your kids because the kids do that. When they are upset, they cry. And then if you let them be upset and you don't tell them to stop, right, then they will um, eventually stop crying and start having a, maybe a yawn or um, breathing slowly and just stop crying, right? you'll And then in little kids, you see that a lot. In a couple minutes, they're laughing and playing, right? So that's that's how, what it looks like to process emotion. What it looks like not to process emotion is to keep distracting yourself from it with something, either social media or eating or drinking or on Netflix, um, movies, right? Anything. And, or, um, so you're not really acknowledging what you're feeling. You're not letting it pass through your body. Instead, as soon as it comes up, you feel so uncomfortable that you want to um, do something, like eat something, and then it will distract you, your thoughts will go towards eating or your weight or your body, right? So, So the option number one was to change your thought. If that doesn't work, you can go back to processing your feeling. And after processing your feeling, and if you have to do that a few times, do that, I always like to uh, think, okay, I can either change my thought to the super opposite direction, like, oh, everything is lovely, right? I get to make lunches, woohoo, I'm so lucky. Or we can pick a thought in the middle. Thought in the middle is is usually is something like that. Um, I'll have to make lunches and it's okay, right? Or I can figure it out right? Something more neutral, something where you're capable, something where you're not being super positive, but something that you can actually believe and is a relief from feeling like a victim and something that can, you can feel capable. You feel capable, you can figure it out. There's no problem, right? I don't want to do them, but I will do them, right? It's, It's taking your power back and saying that to yourself and saying, okay, it's fine that I don't want to do them. That's totally okay. Of course, I don't want to do that, right? And the third option is changing your circumstance, which if you can do, and the circumstance is something that's outside of you, right? Like lunches, like if you can buy lunches and not have to make them, great, do that, right? If that's something that's in your budget, go ahead. Um, and sometimes we cannot change the circumstance, and that's when we have to go back to changing our thought, right? If, for example, if I I could buy lunches, but I'm choosing not to, so I would rather then I have to do the work on changing my thoughts, right, and processing my feelings. So, so that's what I have for you today, guys. Uh, let me just summarize, right? If you are eating a little bit too much, and this can apply to any time of the year, right? But of course... Last week or so, if you are eating a little bit too much or drinking, what get curious and wonder why you are doing that without any judgment. Super curious, like what's going on for you? What else is going on for you in your life right now that's totally unrelated to your eating or your drinking? And how do you feel about it, right? And at first you might say, like for me, when I ask myself, like why, what's going on? My first answer was like, oh, I'm totally fine. I, ha- I have a plan. I'm excited for kids to go back to, bo- back to school. I'm like This is totally nothing. Nothing's going on. I'm totally fine, right? And then as I kept asking myself, mm. then the truth revealed itself. The answer came up. And then I was able to address the actual problem, right? We can't solve our how we feel and we can't solve for our thoughts with food or wine, we can't. It just doesn't work. It just simply um, delays us solving that problem, right? So, what are your thoughts about the beginning of school? What are what are your thoughts about um, your eating or your drinking wine? Um, how can I help? I would love to help you if you want to have a chat. And again, um, this is so important because. If we don't address our thoughts and our feelings, then we are not in charge of our life. We're not in charge of what we're doing. We're not in charge of what we put in our mouth, right? So super important to look at what you're thinking and believing and how you're acting in your life. And if you don't want to be eating too much or drinking too much, then I really recommend trying coaching and because this is what addresses the actual root of the problem, not you can't just address the actions, because if you address the actions you're taking, you're not addressing what's what's causing them, right? And if you're not addressing what's causing them, then the problem will keep on recurring. And how are you doing with your boy? How's your son doing? Is he a grown up? Is he still little? I would love, love, love to help you if you need help um because i just for me it's so dear to my heart to have a good relationship with your boy because we we wanted little kids we wanted kids and now that they're growing up and we're struggling with them uh, having conversations or any managing how what they're doing then it breaks my heart when we fight right so Um, I would love to eliminate most of the fights for you and your boy. And um, it's super simple, but it requires work and work on your brain and work on your thoughts. And the best news I have for you is that it will only take one person to have a good relationship between you and your son. Your son does not have to be involved. And this will affect the rest of your life with him. And once you learn the skill with your boy, all of your other relationships will transform completely because you will learn the skill of creating relationships on purpose and um, creating connection and love on purpose. And once you can do that with one person, then you just start doing it with everyone in your life. And then you will have an amazing relationship with your son, your husband, your your parents, your friends. And I want that for you. I want you to have these tools um, so you can create that for for yourself anytime. All right, guys. So I hope this was useful for you. Um, If you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. You can also sign up for a free session with me. Um, you can go to www.coachingnatalia.com go to sign up for a free mini session pick the time that you want and i'll see you soon i love you guys and talk to you next week. And I'm